Welcome back to another episode of Sketch Nerds, where we break down sketch comedy. What works, what doesn't work, what we like, what we don't like, and why. Today, we're going to be discussing sketches from Kids in the Hall and Adult Swim. You can find information about this podcast, as well as the sketches we are going to be discussing, at badmedicinecomedy.com slash sketchnerds. Joining me, as always, are Seth Alcorn. Hello. Julian Morgan. Oh, boy. And I, the audience will get a real sense of your voice with that, Julian. I gotta go to the bathroom. And I'm Andy Weld. Today, we are happy to have on as a guest, Kathy Dawson. Kathy, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, what's going on with you today? Uh, I woke up five minutes ago. That's amazing. So, life is, is, is great. I'm drinking some... Delicious coffee here in your studio. Oh, so, thank you. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And now, can you tell us about your background in comedy? Yeah. Um, so, I didn't really start doing comedy until a lot later. I mean, I remember growing up, I was really kind of quiet and stuff. And I remember one day in physics class in high school, I said a joke and people laughed. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I... Chased prom- that feeling. Yes, right. that's right. <laughs> and then I it. promptly ignored it for <laughs> uh, years and years and years. But I've always been a bit of a comedy nerd. And uh, about three or four years ago, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try and get into comedy. And, uh, I've, you know, I've done a little, like, screenwriting stuff, and uh, nothing ever came of it. But I decided I wanted to try stand-up. And I started do uh, in order to prepare for it, I started doing trivia hosting, which was kind of like a stepping stone, so you could be funny in there. And That's then, a good thought. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it like yeah, that. That's uh, a good, uh... And then you can also make people feel bad by saying they're wrong. So you kind of get, like, oh, both sides of it. Oh, yeah. But, um... I wanted to get into stand-up, and a friend of mine was teaching a class uh, in sketch writing, and they needed someone to fill in. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And so uh, I got into sketch writing that way, and that led into going to Frankie. So I've been doing, like, comedy of some sort for the last four years or so, probably. And what's Frankie? Oh, sorry. Frankie is a sketch comedy uh, group out of Dojo Comedy right now. um, In Washington, D.C.? In Washington, D.C., sorry. I'm sure we have a wide list. Yes, base. so uh, we've been doing that for about four years. Uh, sorry, uh, three years. Yeah, about that. We were in a different group before. We had a different name before, and then yeah. So uh, that's that's basically it. What was the name origin of Frankie? Oh, Frankie. Um, Frankie comes from a sketch that uh, someone who actually on your show, or, uh, I guess like five episodes ago, Sarah Fell wrote about uh, Frankie Muniz Jr. And uh, the joke of the sketch is. His birthday is kind of around the Christmas holiday. Okay. And it's a really funny sketch. And the idea is it's called Reason of the Season, and people are having a holiday party. And this guy comes up, and he's like, I'm so glad you're having this holiday party in honor of Frankie Muniz's birthday. And it becomes this big, long thing. Like, there's this whole, uh, there's all kinds of traditions for Mm -hmm. Frankie Muniz's birthday, like little gingerbread Muniz's and, and stuff like that. And we're just constantly... Laying out Frankie Muniz facts and reading from his Twitter account and, and stuff like that. <laughs> and so we really liked the sketch. We thought it was really funny. And we were trying to figure out a name because we were like this sort of house team of students. And then we we're going to do our own team. And so we were trying to figure out names. And there's a lot of back and forth about what names people would like and not. And we kind of all coalesced around Frankie. Uh, and then, and then you know, you read more about Fra- uh, Frankie Muniz Jr. <laughs> and then we are like, ooh. You know, because I don't know if you, you know about his stroke that he yeah. had not too long ago. Yeah, and we don't want people to say we're making fun of him because we actually like him. Well, Frankie is yeah. ambiguous enough that right. yeah. you were called right. Frankie Munoz Jr. It's like the, there's a team in Philly yeah. that's very good called Barbara Bush. 
Yeah. I'm like, what are they going to do now? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, but it could be it could be Frankie goes to Hollywood. It could yeah. be Frankie say relax. We don't know. It's yeah. just Frankie. Yeah. Could be Frankenstein. Uh, yeah. That's could be. True. Or yeah. the monster. Uh, ah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So anyway, that, that's where Frankie comes from. It's cool you guys um, have like an inside joke and how you came about your name. Because people yeah. kind of yeah. ask us too, like, how did you, how would Bad Medicine come about? And we're always just like, uh, someone just threw out Bad Medicine in a list of, <laughs> you know, like in an email chain. And we were just like, fine. That was, that was how my old short form group came up with its name was yeah. uh, too. I just thought someone died. They had Bad Medicine and they died. And they're like, guys, that was funny because no one was expecting that. God, I wish yeah. that was the, wish yeah. that was the story. Yeah. That was the joke. Catherine, can you introduce our first sketch for us? Yeah. Um, so my sketch, uh, so I'm going to preface my sketch. Um, when I was trying to figure out a sketch to do this, I probably had a list of like 20 different sketches I wanted to do. And I kept reading and watching different ones and thinking, do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? You guys have done Mr. Show a bunch of times. I love Mr. Show. But I decided you guys have never done Kids in the Hall as far as I know. Yeah, no, it's a true. We had not. And I was actually thinking that like the Kids in the Hall are kind of like a mother sauce of comedy. So uh, I was like, I have to do Kids in the Hall sketch. I was obsessed with the Kids in the Hall when I was a kid. I'm pretty old, so I remember watching it live. Well, not live, but when it first came out. And I think it was the second season. They had a, a great episode. And actually, it's one of the few sort of almost thematic, thematic episodes they have where they kind of talk about fathers a bit. And uh, oh, by the way, if you don't know who Kids in the Hall are, Kids in the Hall are a Canadian sketch group. Uh, they were basically, uh, who was it? It was Dave Foley mm-hmm. and Michael, I'm uh, sorry, not Michael McDonald. Mm-hmm. Dave Foley mm-hmm. and Kevin McDonald had a group mm-hmm. called The Audience, I believe. And they were like their own sort of group. And then it was, it was um, Bruce, McCullough. Bruce McCullough and uh, Mark McKinney had their own group. And then they kind of met together and brought in Scott Thompson and they started doing these weird, sort of surreal, Monty Python-esque sketches. They were later discovered by Lorne Michaels. After, apparently, which I didn't know until today, uh, sorry, when I was starting to research this, that both Bruce McCullough and Mark McKinney wrote for Saturday Night Live for a brief period of time oh, before oh. they had their um, HBO show and CBC show, The Kids in the Hall. And so from that, they ended up having a movie called Brain Candy, and then yes. they there was this big fight, and they broke up, and then they came back together, and they're broke up and da 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 and they all become pretty big like dave foley got with news radio and mike mckinney's on superstore and stuff like that but anyway and slings they have and a- arrows as well he did slings yes. and arrows. Yes. slings and arrows great show um anyway so there's a sketch in the ep- this one episode called daddy drank and daddy drank is a sketch that uh kevin mcdonald wrote to deal with with dave foley to deal with his sort of abusive uh alcoholic father and they kind of take it in a pretty silly but also menacing sense. And I, I think it's a great sort of quick, you know, boom, 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 boom sketch uh, that gives puts in a nice little awkward area. You're laughing and these horrible things his father's saying, but you know it's actually coming from a real place. And the actual story behind the sketch and what happened because of it is actually pretty interesting as well. So, Well, here's yeah. a clip. All right, my son, I want you to get a, a good night's rest, and, uh, and remember, I can murder you while you sleep. <laughs> it's easy, son. All you have to be is quiet and uh, willing to do it. And, son, I am willing to do it. And I've got quiet shoes. Good night, son. Sleep well. 
Daddy drank. All right, Kathy, why did you bring this sketch for us today? Well, like I was saying, um, I like that it is... One, I remember when I watched it, I when I was a kid, I remember laughing because just Dave Foley's father. So apparently, the every all the lines, not all the lines, but a lot of the lines in the sketch are actual things that Kevin McDonald's father said to him when he was drunk. Like, oh, that makes it so much worse, right? So, <laughs> yeah. like, he in interviews he's talked about the whole um, "I can kill you while you sleep." You know, that's an actual thing. Apparently, he said. The um, zero plus zero equals the F word is yeah, another right. thing. And, and so in this sketch, there is, you know, we've say fuck on the show all the time. Um, but in this sketch, there's a derogatory term for gay people that starts with the letter F. Um, and we're going to refer to it throughout this episode as the F word. Yeah. Sorry, pick it up. Okay. So um, he prob- apparently said that in real life. So the, the, the lines, they've said the lines that Dave Foley's character says are all based on Kind of things that he said before. The, the puppy thing, not real. The um, the tap the, shoes? The tap shoes is not real. But the character as played by Dave Foley is based on Dave Foley's father. Mm. And so apparently a lot of the, the kids in the hall have all had really bad problems with their, their fathers. Oh, wow. There's a later sketch in the, the episode called um, Father Issues. It, it goes by different names. Can you beat up your dad? Um, father Issues. Where they're talking about how they would fight their father. It's a really funny sketch, uh, and they all have like like their own different way of handling it. Uh, Kevin McDonald's is passive aggressive. He's he's like, I will, I'll let him beat me up because then then he'll have to worry about it later on. He'll feel bad about himself. <laughs> um, but so I really like that about the sketch that it's based on real stuff. But I also just love it's got an actual plot sort of. You get this sort of idea that. His father did this one thing, and in order to combat him, he got him the tap shoes. In order to get do that, the father then tries to kill him, and but he's the, because he's wearing the tap shoes, he's yeah. he's caught out of you know caught doing it. I, I think it's just a really funny sketch, and it's really short and to the point, and it's it, it was very memorable to me for the longest time. I, I yeah, I think it 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 definitely. It is definitely memorable. It definitely sticks out because it's so it's tonally different than a lot of things. Yeah. Um, it like it, it's very dark, as you noted. Um, one of the things I want to talk about is the execution of this sketch and the way that it's done. So, Seth, what are the purpose? What is the purpose of the cuts to the sun where he says "Daddy drank" or the couple of other lines he said? What What is the purpose of that, and what does it add or does it add to the sketch? The purpose of that, I think, is actually to alleviate the darkness of the memories. Uh, it, it is weirdly lightened. It's uh, put in a more funny context when we cut back and it's, Daddy drank, because those lines are not said with anything uh, approximating seriousness, even the one at the end where we see that he has his own drinking problem. But it's so that the the sketch is visible as a sketch rather than just a uh, sort of a nightmarish hellscape in which this kid's dad keeps coming in and, and saying really, really grotesque things. What I really like about it, too, is I was thinking about this. I was, I was, I've watched it a number of times before we did this. And the way he says his lines, it's it's still daddy drank. Yeah, it's right. Still yeah, yeah, sort of, yeah. And he still has that. I mean, he has a kind of high-pitched voice anyway, but it's it's almost... Like, he's a child saying these things as well. Yeah, and he's really yeah. mugging, too. Like, his whole body language is, is sort of muppety and... Yeah, uh, yeah. He's, he's muppety in general. Yeah, yeah. He definitely, <laughs> definitely is. Yeah, and that first line, Daddy Drank, is 
probably like the first joke, really, yeah, because that it's kind of like you, you see the scene in the audience is like okay, and then you cut to the narrator, uh, Kevin McDonald's oh. is like, yeah. Daddy drank, and uh, it's just a, ma- a matter of factly, just like, yeah, that's what this is going to be about, and yeah. then and then that, that 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 sets the tone for the rest of the sketch. Do you think this might have worked better as a runner throughout the show? Coming back? No, you did. Kathy, no, you're I, need I, it to be I, all I done together. That. I was like, could this work? Because I think one, the little vignettes are just really short. I think they're. I mean, the whole sketch itself is, I think, under two. It's under three minutes. It's like yeah. two minute, what two minute fifty or something. And um, actually, even less because the clip I sent you guys actually has a bit of the police stuff right before it. And the just because like it's a daddy drink. Where do you go after you have after you say that? It's like clap yeah. clap clap. I think you need it because it builds and builds and builds to yeah. this, you know. And I think what adds to that too um, is like keeping it all in one scene. Mm-hmm. So we're, like we're seeing it in the kid's bedroom from the kid's perspective. So that just person just makes it easier to execute. But also it just creates that expectation for the audience. So you have the, the first opening scene, kids in the bed, and then cut to narrator, daddy drank. And then you cut back to the same scene, like a, a, just a different time, same scene. It's like the, the the audience then now expects to see that, and then yeah. you can heighten from there, and it the audience can connect with you like on that. Yeah, and it's pretty great though that they're able to heighten from that because the the first because the first line you said the first joke is like Daddy drank, but even before that, he, the first thing he says is, "All right, good night, son, and remember, I can kill you when I sleep when you sleep." Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. how do you, you from the very beginning, it's I'm a father who's going to kill my son. Well, I want to I want to I want to talk about that because. They start so big in that regard. Mm-hmm. Does this sketch have room to escalate? or or Because the father felt sort of one... I mean, obviously, he's an abusive father. He's supposed to be an abusive father. It's inherently one note, um, the character. But it doesn't feel to me... I, I wanted more build in some way out mm-hmm. of the father. But they do build to a certain extent. They don't build as him being like this awful person. They mm-hmm. build as him being a ridiculous character, you know? That he's just drunk, and as you as it goes on, you see he's like more drunk, and he's like saying more ridiculous things, like I ate your, you know, I I ate the this your dog. Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, I didn't get you a dog. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's built a lot of it is mm-hmm. saying no. This guy is just this ridiculous character. You know, he's he you know not that it's not dangerous, and he was in this bad spot, but they're trying to I guess you know find humor in a very not. Great situation. I'd even say that what's heightening and what's building is the actual tension uh, for the for the kid. Yeah, to the point where actually he's like protecting himself by yeah. buying his dad tap shoes. He, he yeah. wins in the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I, I actually, uh, for me, the the zero plus zero line I thought was a little bit heightened because, and this is just my sense, right? This is how I was interpreting this. The kid was maybe twelve. Like yeah, I mean, if if that child. old right, so the dad is at that point saying, "Well, no girls called you." Okay, how many girls called you when you were, you know, yeah, eight, right. ten, twelve, like that kind of thing? Just the the expectations that this father has of his of his son uh, continues to be ridiculously high for no apparent reason, except the you know whatever the dad was drinking. I also, by the way, just wanted to do a quick callback to one of the earliest sketches that we talked about, which is Keyboard Kid. Yeah, because this is it's the same sort of subject matter. Although I I will think uh, I will say that I think that this is this is better executed than Keyboard Kid. Sorry, Julian. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's similar in the setup. It's you know like quick 
quick stuff. Oh, wait, here's the bad stuff. All right, we're going to go back to something slightly absurd. Okay, back to the bad stuff. Yeah, so the similarities between Keyboard Kid and, and um, Daddy Drink are, are definitely there. I, I saw that too. Um, but what was uh, was fun about Keyboard Kid was like the moments where after the the traumatic reveal of the abuse and stuff like that, there's there's a little fun stuff that the audience can like kind of ease back into. And I thought Kevin, uh, the narrating for Kevin McDonald was was supposed to do that with the first line, "Daddy drank." Yeah. The second line was like, was like, "Daddy drank," but the daddy drank for the government or something like That's that. That's a little yeah. bit later on, and I yeah. do yeah. like yeah. that line. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I just, I, I would have liked to have a little more insight from like from him because this is a personal sketch for him. Yeah. And so, like, I, I was, I was like wondering if, like, a, a, just a, a playful way of giving insight to what he was going through, you know. Does knowing how personal it was change the way you critique or think about the sketch, Kathy? Uh, no, I don't think so. Because I didn't know when I was a kid no. that this was going on. I mean, I was like, ah, you know, this is silly. And, you know, he was going to eat his dog. And, you know, haha, kids in the hall and they dress up like women. Haha. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I don't happy know. Happy Pride I think Month, be, everyone. Huh? <laughs> I said happy, happy Pride, Pride Month, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, but that, again, that's one of the best things about Kids in the Hall is they never played it for, you know, if we're going to go into yeah. the present, they never oh, played yeah. it for like, look at us. It's like they played very realistic female characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like it was never making fun of them unless they were making fun of like the inanity of the character itself, for example, right. like the secretary characters right, right. and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, but on the on the the realness that it comes from, it doesn't really change. I, oh no no no! Yeah. I maybe because I like dark comedy, you know, yeah, I like yeah, things yeah. that have like some sort of underneath it. No, not really. And I mean, if you think about it, it's a bit of a triumph that he did this. So apparently, not to go. So no, please, a lot of things happened with this after the sketch. Apparently, he got a stalker because of the sketch. What? Um, yeah, apparently, some woman who also had an alcoholic uh, father, saw the sketch and started started sending him emails saying, oh, I went through the whole thing. Thank you so much. You helped me through this, which is another reason why he did the sketch. Thank you so much. Uh, I never, I had the same problem. Thank you so much. Da, 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 da. And he's like, oh, you're going to be, in, we're going to be in Edmonton. You should come out and see our show. And so they did. And then she ended up moving to where he moved, getting a job at the record store that he used to go to all the time. And started telling everyone that she was his uh, girlfriend. Uh, he had to have a police officer follow him. Uh, and a, yeah, it was just, it just wow. yeah, this, wow. this gigantic thing that happened. And also, so if you read more about it, like his, his relationship with his father. So basically, I guess when he was 17 or so, his father left or they or no, he and his mom left. They like would move things from, you know, day to day. They would move things out until they were no longer there. His father ended up becoming an alcoholic and ending up in a homeless shelter, a homeless shelter that the kids in the hall ended up doing rehearsals for before they had their show, like to prepare for the show. And then apparently at one point he ran into a bartender who served his father and said, you know what, your father was really proud of you. He was so proud of his comedian son, which apparently made Kevin McDonald just like burst into tears. Damn. Like, yeah. So, I mean, this sketch, the fact that it had sort of reality to it. I think it's a real triumph for him that he's able to deal with his demons. Uh, he has a stage show, or did have a stage show, called Hammy and the Kids, which is, develops more about his relationship with his father and, and, and those along those lines. So it's actually really cool. There's a whole, yeah. there's so much to the sketch. It's one little three-minute, 
you know, sketch, and there's just all this history, and it's yeah. it, it's considered one of their their best sketches. Yeah, yeah. wow. That's mm. awesome. Yeah. I can't imagine writing something and then having that much impact. Yeah, that is yeah. a wow. lot. That, yeah. yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot there. Let's let's talk about if there's anything that we would have changed or done differently with the sketch. The thought that could have been done better, Seth. As usual, uh, the end. Yeah. Um, is it too dark? Is it too sad? No. Uh, I think it it just didn't stick the landing. Uh, I I think that he could have just he could have just looked at the camera and said, "Daddy drank," and then taken a big swig and called it a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than like, I mean, I realize why he ended it that way. I realize, you know, that he's pointing out the perpetuation the of the cycle. But I think he could have. Um, I think he could have done it more pithily. Sure. Yeah, because he kind of tries to explain it away. Like I drink too, but I don't have kids. So and it was just kind of. And then yeah. he kind of just sort of it rambled a little bit. Yeah. I, I thought it'd been funny if it like cut back to him and he was just like just finished chugging or something like, like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Well, I think I think they're trying to lighten it at the end. And actually, oh, yeah. he says, "I do have kids." We're actually saying, "Oh, he was different from me." I mean, he was he was my age, and he had, and he had kids like I have kids, and da da da. Oh, yeah. But I agree with you. I think. There's another sketch I was going to do by them as well, which is about the. They do a lot of like group sketches. We're all kind of playing themselves, talking to each other, and there's this one where they're talking about how great it would be to be a woman. But they, their reasonings are all just like, it's very like me too, like saying, oh, you know, like being like super woke but not really understanding anything, and it just ends on a really bad joke. They've never. I don't think they're very good at ending jokes, and they've mm. even said the same thing. Like, you know, we just we just put something out there and do it. I would change the ending too. I think it's one of their better endings um, because it is certain the you know is, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So this is one of my things, and I always ask other comedians this: like, what do you like more? Do you like a, a pratfall or a spit take? I'm I'm a hundred percent in the spit take uh, camp. I love spit takes. I think they're hilarious. <laughs> let's let's uh, go around. Let's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pratfall or spit take? Oh, spit take. Yeah, yeah, Julian. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go pratfall. I'm going to go pratfall as well. Oh, my gosh. Although I do love spit takes. I think they're hilarious, We're a podcast divided, people. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Podcast divided. But anyway, so, but yeah, I would change the ending, too. I don't know exactly how you would do it, but they don't have, like, the benefit of, like, what's it called, Uh, Mr. Show, where they one lead to the other. Right, right. It's like, I don't have an ending. That's fine. We're just going to, ha-ha, we're going to do this thing. But that's my biggest my biggest problem. I don't, you guys like the, I drank for the government line. I'm not the big, he drank for the government. I'm not a big fan of it, but. I don't hate it either. That, and that's that's what kind of drew me, like, that's, that's what kind of like threw me about the whole narration part is that like the first one was so strong and then the rest of them kind of just piddled out. Mm-hmm. I would I would have liked something like, and that's why I say give, give more like insight or something yeah. like that emotionally. This podcast is brought to you by the sketch comedy troupe Bad Medicine, DC's best sketch comedy about the worst of humanity. Visit badmedicinecomedy.com for info about live shows, workshops, and t-shirts for people who love comedy. All right, presenting our next sketch today, it's Julian. All right, guys. Um, so it's rare when a piece of comedy that just e- explodes uh, across, the, across the world like too many cooks did. We're talking about David Pump. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no Any questions? Okay. <laughs> Um, so Too Many Cooks aired on Doll Swim's 4 a.m. Uh, infomercial slot uh, where they typically put their most bizarre uh, content. Uh, Too Many Cooks was written by Casper Kelly, and it's a, a bizarre send-up of 80s uh, and 90s um, intro songs and intro, um, yeah, intro. For sitcom, like For sitcoms, sitcoms. Yeah, yeah sit- sitcom intros. Yeah. Um, let's go to a clip. It takes a lot to 
a stew A pinch of salt and laughter too A scoop of kids to add the spice A dash of love to make it nice And you've got too many cooks Too many cooks Too many cooks All right, Julian, why did you bring us this sketch today? Um, I brought this sketch because I remember, it's one of those things where like, that you like remember where you were when it came out. Like, like the Kennedy assassination. Exactly like the kid. I was just about to say that. Mm-hmm. I was on the bus to New York, and um, I, was, I was taking classes at UCB, uh, sketch writing classes. And um, I, I, just the person next to me that happened to be going to New York, too, was just like, watching Too Many Cooks. And I was getting texts and emails like, you need to watch Too Many Cooks. And so I just happened to watch it. And then when I got to class, everyone was talking about it. It's, it's one of those things that kind of just sticks with you. So that's why I brought it here. So let's go big picture. I know it's your favorite question for me to ask you <laughs> when you bring stuff. But uh, is this a sketch? Um, how is it different from a short film? And does that matter? Uh, so I say it's a sketch. Um, the only reason you can call it a short film is because of its length. Because the, there's, there's no ironically. discernible. No, ironically. Anyway. Yeah. Well. That's a bad use of ironically, I'm aware. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like, uh, it, it's just, the reason why it's a sketch is because it's, it's self-contained and it heightens to a um, absurd level really fast. And um, what kind of sketch it is, I, I, I feel like if it started off as a list sketch for me, and then it turns into a parody sketch that takes on a narrative and eventually eats itself. Why do you call it a list sketch? Uh, it's a list sketch because at the very beginning, the game for me is like um, never-ending intros. Right, just never-ending intros because they're not really making fun of '80s sitcom intros. They're just doing it a bunch of times, and so we're just—they're just listing a bunch of characters. And it's—it's only after the first beat where the dad takes the family photo, and we realize that's not going to end. That—that's—that's that's the joke. Basically, the list is the joke. Yeah. And then once they start like after they do like three beats of that, I think the writers realize that like. We can't sustain this for the amount of time that we have that we've been allotted, so they started parodying other shows like they, they the, hospital I, drama, cop drama, yeah, cop yeah. drama, uh, like yeah, like the the GI Joe, my, my GI Joe. My favorite one was the cop drama where like the the captain's coat was a character too, like was pl- the captain's coat was played by somebody. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, and then after that, the world starts to fall apart, and I think it kind of for me that's like high, like it totally personifies how a joke falls apart. Where like if you like repeat something often enough that it stops being funny, mm-hmm. starts getting weird, and then it starts getting funny again in a weird way. Yeah, which is a kind of a, a discussion theme for this show. We've talked about that a few times. Repetition. Before. Yeah, yeah, repetition. And and I will say the the one point for me of why this maybe isn't exactly a sketch for me is because the game pivots so many times. Mm. Yeah. And you know if you bring if you know if we were talking about some sketch that you know one of us wrote and the game changed three times you'd say no pick a game and stick with that that's not really what this is yeah. um yeah okay, I, I i 100% agree i i i don't we cannot like stuff on the yeah. show Kathy. Oh, no, it's okay. no 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 <laughs> i i i i love too many cooks don't get me wrong um i remember when it first came out i watched it over and over and over again in, in my office i was just like oh my god this is so good but I don't think it's a sketch for the same reason. It, it changes what's going on. They don't call it digital s- sketches on like Saturday Night Live or g- digital shorts. I think it's a short 
um, which is fine, which is great. Um, but uh, it definitely there there is a repetition. But then it also goes into like you know the 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 falling uh, the reality collapsing, and then this one crazy guy trying to put reality back together by playing the same characters again, yeah. and then finding out that this whole thing is almost like a virus, like this sort of yeah. like informational virus that's causing these things to happen. Yeah, I think it's more. There's more. It's more of a little storyline, which yeah. Uh, yeah. But I love too many cooks. Don't get me wrong. So is is the the story then is the the point that uh, bad '80s television is going to destroy us all? Is that, is that uh, what we're looking at? Because it well, might. Well, I think, it might. Well, I think that's an interesting question. Is what's the point? Yeah. yeah um, so the point is like um, for me, like, and I think the writers kind of Casper Kelly kind of discovered this as he was writing it, where it's like. How long can you sustain a joke? Um, yeah. yeah, and so and 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 th- that's this was like the attempt to sus- sustain the su- sustain the same joke. Anybody remember just the hundred and fifty thousand of us? It was a state uh, state sketch. No. Yeah, it was uh, okay. So there was a show in the eighties called uh, Just the Ten of Us. I think it was. there was just the eight of us, and then I think it was just the ten of us later. Anyway, I could be wrong. Uh, fact check me, internet, but don't tell me. So the state had this just 150,000 of us. And what happened was it was just a series of lists where somebody would come out and say, hey, these 20 names are in trouble. Okay, I need you to get these other 20 names and get them together. So it sort of reminded me of that to start because it's just this regular sitcom, except there are so many characters. And then it became different types of shows. And then it went into the the G.I. Joe thing, which I think is important, right? We move from live action into uh, cartoons. And then and into late, sci-fi, and into sci-fi, and then later on, right? The show itself is a problem, right? The the killer character finds uh, one of the other people in the um, people in this video uh, oh, yeah. because and, of their name, oh right? God, the credit that, that was so yeah. good. I love that so much. That was so good. Yeah. <laughs> so to take what I said a couple of minutes ago, is joking, and to turn it serious, is it just um, is it just that the sort of bland, homogenized TV in the 80s, this expression of culture is going to be something that ultimately destroys us because it doesn't do anything. It doesn't challenge. It doesn't make us think. It's just sort of there as a, a an anodyne for modern life, if you want to look at it that way. I don't think I read that much into it in terms of it. No, I, <laughs> no, I mean, to. and that's this is this is the beautiful thing about art. Yeah. Um, I I think it I took it more like like, you know, like Julian was explaining is it's like reductio ad absurdum. It's right. like how how ridiculous can we get? with this thing going over and over again. And I think I probably would have liked the sketch more if we just had five minutes of TV intro, like, and more little absurd things happening rather than this huge pivot happening. It makes me think of the, um, the Bob Duca lists on comedy. Bang, bang, perf knuckle, perf knuckle, um, where they're just kind of longer and longer and there are little builds and little turns within them. But, for the most part, the game stays consistent. And, and Kathy, with this, how does the game changing? Well, this is not a good question for you because you agreed with me mm. about it <laughs> not working. Julian, how does the game changing serve the sketch? Uh, bring it on. Um, so bring it on too. It, it's a way. It's a way to stay ahead of your audience because, um, like, once like once your once the audience like knows what you're doing, and it like, and they get there first, then the joke becomes like kind of. Uh, it, th- th- there's no payoff for the joke, and so when you start, when you start going into different genres and stuff like that, then you, the, the audience kind of perks up a little bit, 
and then you start going a little even crazier. And then when they when you finally get to like the serial killer in the studio going around and killing people and, and basically going back through the sketch goes up and then it comes right back down um, through the different levels. And I think that is just what I think that's what really draws people to this sketch. <laughs> well, I mean, it, a lot of it is, I guess, also surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like you don't know what's going to happen next because you literally don't know yeah. it's very right. very hard yeah. to uh, yeah yeah Cause, figure out because when you're doing comedy they, they, they always say like you know that that's what that's, that's what the rule of threes comes in like you want to get the audience on board so they can get the joke but once they start getting the you start repeating it and you start they get the audience gets the joke before you even say it then it then that's, that's when like a joke kind of falls so like when you stay ahead of your audience and you're constantly changing then they they're like kind of you put them on their heels and you're starting to make them think a little bit. And then that's what is funny. I want to, one thing we haven't talked about, I would like to, if it's okay. Yeah. Um, nope. Cause you're, you're okay. <laughs> put in a Good cut. Night, guys. Put you. in a cut. <laughs> yeah. No, so sorry. Go, please go on. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you mentioned, you know, some of this is a uh, criticism of like bland television show yep. in the eighties yep. or, or early nineties, TGIF type stuff. Yeah. But once it goes through the entire first version of the song and then they restart, it's still bland, but it's also really dark. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the guy who's watching this girl in his, her, like he's stalking yeah. her. Yeah. Uh, um, things get more and more dangerous, which then brings in the killer, which then yeah. brings in all the other stuff. So when the, when the uh, when they first saw the girl, the, the little girl who's uh, doing homework at her desk, uh, and there's a man standing behind her, that's the killer. Yeah. So that, there's the, the killer. What I love about this is that the killer starts in the background and gradually works his way up into the foreground to the point where he's he's like a part of the cast. And so one little theory that I have, I think this, it's a what it's a fun thing about this sketch, is that like um as the killer works his way through the my my theory is that the killer is the dad. So in the first at the end of the first beat where the dad takes the family photo, and then at the last beat where the dad takes the family photo and he sits down and it's the killer. So like, what if the um, this whole series of uh, of intros is just the the killer sort of taking over the dad's like a Jekyll and Hyde kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like at, by the end, because because there's too many cooks, like his family is too big. He's dealing with too many things, and he wants to kill his family. Well, that, I mean, I guess that's kind of the fun of the sketch is like you can put whatever you want on there. Oh, yeah. Like, right. Oh, yeah. Yes. I think it's about PETA. You know, I, yeah. you, know you can do all kinds of stuff. Mm, it's about bread. snarf. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Snarf. Uh, oh, boy. I have to say, speaking of the ending, one of my favorite parts about that uh, uh, the short sketch, whatever, is how with the very done when they're done and they do the, like the um, Brady Bunch sort of thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then they, now, now we're going to start the show. And then they do the do, 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 which comes out of uh, the Brack show, which is another adult swim show. Right. Oh. And I did, uh, which just, I oh. love because I love the Brack show. And then, then he goes, hey guys, and then cut. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is really great. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love that ending too. And I didn't realize why, but that's, that's the reason right there. Yeah. Yeah. I also love that, that short because there's a, um, I don't know if you watch um, Your Pretty Face goes, is Going to Hell. There's a number of the same people who are in that because Casper Kelly also does uh, that show. So like VC Fuqua and the guy who's the killer, who's I can't remember his character's name in uh, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell is also in there. And I love Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. So (laughs) anyway. Seth, do you think this sketch is too long or is the length necessary to accomplish what the writer set out to do? I think the length is necessary to accomplish what the writer set out to do. Oh, I know you said earlier you'd have preferred 
uh, five minutes of just the intros, but it, it's it's more than that. It's it's an intensely meta sketch, and the longer it goes on, the longer it points out the absurdity of what it's doing. I mean, and again, to have the the last beat be this this show that we've been waiting for is is absolutely perfect because the point of the intro is that there isn't a show and then what we get is uh, a show a show clip so short as to be meaningless yeah and i i think just kind of one of the things about as it goes on and it gets more absurd one of the reasons that i think i started to there are elements that i didn't like because there were elements of like real horror and terror yeah that i don't enjoy and like i don't like horror movies i don't enjoy that in media and obviously that's just me but like when you had the when the people are suddenly made up of names when it's bodies made up of names yeah. and you have the people lying across like doing horrified screams and like it really sounds like there's a scream that sounds like oh someone's screaming like you know like a dramatic no mm-hmm. and then there's a scream that sounds you can really hear it yeah, you can you can hear it in someone's voice when it's a real serious well, they also, scream, and that is what it hurt. It. And that was so unsettling to me. And that's probably the point, but it made me go, "Okay, I don't want to do that." It's Sorry, very, it's, I'm saying that the, the scream. I rewatched a bunch of it today, and uh, it's definitely. But you woke up five minutes ago, <laughs> and that no. sketch is yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, no. Okay, you. I, I don't. We, we fact check. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so no, 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 no. But I actually oh, anyway. So. Uh, <laughs> They they do change the 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 sound of the scream a little bit to like produce it a little bit, but I get what you're saying. I love it because it's it's very Twin Peaksy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very David Lynch. I didn't care for that show, so that makes sense. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) they have damn good pie though. Yeah, that's right, and coffee. I I thought that was genius because like just when you thought it couldn't go any higher, they found a way to do it, and that was like absolutely genius. Yeah, it's it's super unsettling, and but that's that's what I like about it. It's time for the end of the show. Kathy, as the guest, can you come up with a rating system for how we rate um, these sketches today? Yeah, I was thinking of um, uncomfortable well, un- uh, uncomfortable childhood memories. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right. Um, Seth, why don't you kick us off? Great. Uh, so, are we are we talking about uh, Daddy Drank? I, yes, Daddy Drank will be first. All right, Daddy Drank. I am going to give that uh, the time I sort of asked a girl out in junior high. Okay. Yes. Do you want to give us any more of that? Uh, sure. It was uh, humiliating and embarrassing, and uh, I probably remember it far more than she does, and I suspect that's what the memories of the dad are like. That's a good, good, good story. Yes. All right, Julian. Wait, so it was most embarrassing? No, well, it's just it uncomfortable. Is uncomfortable. uncomfortable childhood moments. Um, so in the first grade, I, um, I peed my pants in class. And um, when I, so this is it's kind of weird. So I, 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 like, I, was, I, was, I had to go to them so bad. My teacher wouldn't let me go. And then finally she let me go. I'd already peed my pants. And when I got up, I got up to go anyway for some reason. And, but when I got up, Maybe it was just my child mind, but there was like a, just a puddle of pee in the seat, which when I got back wasn't there. So I was relieved. But like I went to the bathroom anyway and just just stood at the sink. Um, so <laughs> I would I would give this I would give this sketch <laughs> one heartbreaking childhood memory. I, I, I would give it uh, 
four four pools of no I'll, I'll give it four times standing in front of the sink with P having to go to the bathroom even though you already went in your pants. Okay. Wow. So a standard, a standard yeah, one. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. This is a nice light closer for oh, this man. episode of Sketch Nerds. Let's see. I would give this sketch out. When I was a sophomore in high school, um, there was a pantsing epidemic at my high school. You know, when you come up behind yeah. someone and pull their pants down, uh, especially in gym, when you were in gym shorts or something like that. And um, someone came up behind me and did that, but they got my boxers too. Woo! So I flashed the whole class, which was unpleasant. Then I pulled my pants back up. I was upset. I went to kind of like try and tackle the guy who did it to me. It was like kind of a buddy of mine, but he was also a wrestler. So he just flipped me over his shoulder. (laughs) Thanks, Adam. Um, Yeah. So I don't don't exactly know how that scales with everything else, but that is how I would rate this sketch. Yeah. Um, This is a little, this is the, uh, this is a therapy ending. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have any, I never had any bad memories. So um, (laughs) I want to thank you guys. Selling us down the river. That's right. Uh, just bared my I soul. I got this great blackmail material. It's fantastic. Wow. You're welcome. We're going to broadcast Guys, this to I'm the world. Yeah. Going out for dinner tonight. It's going to be All great. Right. great um, yeah. So I'm supposed to give one, right? Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, hell okay, yeah, you so, are. So, um, my, uh, so when I was, I think I was in first, might have been first grade as well. I remember, um, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Uh, so when I was a kid, People were having some sort of party, and uh, it was someone's birthday party, and I guess I wasn't invited, and I felt really bad about it. So I was like, you know what? Well, I'm going to have a party, too. So I went around I and told everyone. I have a terrible feeling about where this is going. I'm going to have but- a party. This is going to be great. I told this one kid that I'm going to have this party. Vincent Stafford. Um, I told Vincent <laughs> Stafford we're going to have this party, and and then I guess I promptly forgot about it or thought maybe a, ma- a party would magically appear, and then— <laughs> When the day of the party came up, Vincent Stafford and his father showed up. And I was like, there's no party. Oh, <laughs> and no. Uh, I felt so bad. I still feel bad about it now. Uh, and oh, that's I how I started drinking. Uh, <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, no, I would, uh, so I would give it 4.5. I'm so, 4.5. I'm so sorry, Vincent. I didn't mean to do that to you. Wow, that's of, rough. That yeah, sounds that like a horrible rough, yeah. memory for Vincent, too. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about too many cooks then. Um, I Let's see. I'm trying to think of what I would give. Maybe a, an uncomfortably long, awkward moment from my youth. Um, well, this is an awkward moment a little bit, but on the first day of the third grade, I um, was I was at home. I hadn't left for school yet. And I was peeing, and then I fainted. And then I fainted into a corner. And the reason that you faint, for all you medical nerds out there, uh, is so that blood can get to your head. When you faint into a corner, it is much harder for blood to get to your head because it's fighting gravity. And so what results is a seizure. And so I had a seizure on the first day of third grade, and my mother had to come into the bathroom and find me seizing on the ground. I then always, for the rest of that year of third grade, I missed like two days of school. And I always felt like, man, I'm just so behind everyone else. <laughs> That's how I'd rate this sketch. I don't. That was the takeaway from the. I don't know. Too many cooks. I don't. I don't like it very much. Um, yeah. Seth. Well, this is uh, not nearly as as uh, traumatic as that. Uh, but there was um, there's a time when I was I, I think uh, eleven or twelve, 
And um, I I was taking Tylenol with codeine because I, I had some sort of hell yeah you were uh, yeah. <laughs> let me let me describe this is yes Tylenol with codeine that morning that Saturday morning is a a blurred jumble of getting up from my bed sitting on the couch singing along to the Smurfs theme songs a big blank period and then it's five o'clock and I wake up and at that point I decided I was never taking that again I did all of that yesterday or any other drugs thank you but it's you really... had work yesterday Julian really <laughs> yes. and, and so he doesn't remember it and it's a win for everybody uh it really for me it was just singing along to the Smurfs that is the rating I give to too many cooks can you do it again do you know it now uh it's just no, I, I, I don't want it. La 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 la. Yeah, okay, that's it. That's right. All right, Kathy, how would you rate too many cooks? Um, so another example of like a bad thing that happened to me. Um, you I came to, up with the scale. Oh, I know, whatever I know. You want it to be. I'm, I'm. This is all your fault. This happens Kathy. a lot with guests. It's like so. This is what I you're love doing? this. I don't know. You did it. <laughs> I'm gonna call my therapist and be like, "We're done, son. <laughs> this is this is all I'm doing now. I'm just you're gonna like podcast. lay it all out there. This is. I mean, this is." It was embarrassing within my family, and it's something that I keep coming back to because I think it's it's funny, but it's also embarrassing. It's similar. It's a fainting spell that I had when I was a kid. Uh, I've mentioned this to other people before, but when I was a kid, we were at home. We were around as a family uh, watching uh, HBO, and the movie Alien was on. And Good family actually, movie. At this yeah. point, I love—I I don't love horror movies, but I like horror movies because I like the feeling it— puts you through but uh Ooh. i also but i'm also whenever i go to a horror movie like i'm gonna see hereditary tonight with a friend i think yeah. my hands will be on my face the entire time and i'll be really really like why am i here <laughs> um, heart rate is apparently like in the fat burn zone for most of the time you watch that movie. yeah it's like over 150 160 yeah apparently it's amazing oh, wow. so i can't wait but um i at that point when i was a kid i didn't want to watch horror movies but i didn't want to be away from the family uh, so I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I decided. Well, I'm gonna read my Nancy Drew book while uh, everyone watches Alien, and I'm sitting there. Everyone's there, and I'm reading my book. And I decide. And I look up at the exact same point in the movie Alien. Spoiler alert: <laughs> where the 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 xenomorph pops out of the guy's stomach. Oh yeah, the John Hurt moment. Like yes, yeah. the John Hurt. I, literally, I look up right when that happens. <laughs> And I just stand up and I toddle into the into the uh, what's it called the uh, dining room and I faint and I hit my head on our wooden high chair Ooh. that my sister had Ooh. and then I Ooh. next thing I remember I wake up in my bed and all my family's looking down on me kind of like Daddy Drank actually. Yeah. <laughs> So, and that was really embarrassing. So you got to be with your family. and that's yeah. how you'd rate too many cooks. <laughs> yes, because yeah, when I was gone in my. Uh, my stupor, I probably lived through that entire thing over and over again. In a whole other dimension. Have. I love too many cooks. So. Julian? Um, uh, so, coincidentally, it's it's uh, it's DC uh, Pride Pride Week, uh, Pride Parade Day. Yep. Um, so, like, um, <laughs> uh, I love too many cooks. So, my... my, my, my um, it's my, a gay day. I love too many cooks. I'm not my, sure where this is going, yeah, but yeah. I parents, am concerned. My parents uh, used to read my yearbook in high school. <laughs> And um, w- like the one comments year, people left you, yeah. Like they, 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 they see would, if they, they were like trying look. to sell you drugs through the year. <laughs> they, they want, yeah. Did they want to make sure you still you stayed cool yeah. in the yeah. summer? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Have a great summer. Yeah. How great? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, but um, my friends uh, wrote like uh, this one year. It was my sophomore year, I think. Uh, they were you're like you're a sexy bitch and all this stuff and like like kind of kind of stuff. It's playful stuff or whatever. But my parents thought I was gay. Like they legit thought I was gay. 
Um, and so they sat me down and for like, it had to be, I felt like two hours, but they were just grilling me. If like, like, you know, just wanting me to come out basically. Right. And so it, was, it wasn't like a negative thing. It was more just an information thing. It, it, it felt, it felt negative and aggressive because okay. I, I, I'm not sure they knew how to, how to deal with it. I but, just, I have this like, and, and so good cop, bad cop thing happening yeah, in my head. Yeah, <laughs> it was, basically. Yeah. It's exactly, exactly how it was. Um, so that uncomfortably long sit down in the living room with my parents, um, I, that's how I'd rate too many cooks. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Sketch Nerds. A special thanks to our guest, Kathy Dawson, for being on today's show. Kathy, where can our listeners find you on the internet and um, in the world? On, well, on the internet, we, ha- um, we have uh, a Twitter account, uh, Sketch Comedy DC. Sorry, sorry, not Sketch Comedy, Frankie Comedy DC. Uh, Twitter at yep. Frankie Sketch DC. Also, we have a Facebook account, which is at Frankie Sketch. We're going to, if you check uh, Dojo Comedy's website and the, what's it called, the uh, the upcoming shows, we'll probably have a show in July or August. We're going to discuss that today. And uh, also, if you just, if you, we, we were, we'll say things a bunch of times on the DC Sketch Comedy Facebook group, like whenever we have a show. So it's I would a good check follow. Those. Yeah. And that it's, it's a great, uh, great group. So yeah. All right. Awesome. And, oh, and if you're interested, I also do uh, trivia hosting at District Trivia. So District Trivia, you'll find out where I do that. Good to Sweet. know. Listeners, please like, share, and subscribe. If you have a sketch that you are interested in us breaking down, please send it to us. We'd love to do that. You can find out more about sketch nerds and bad medicine at badmedicinecomedy.com/sketchnerds. We can also find links to the sketches that we discussed today. You can find this podcast and previous episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For Kathy Dawson, Seth Alcorn, Julian Morgan, I'm Andy Welp. Thanks for listening to Sketch Nerds. This episode was produced by Isaiah Hedden and recorded in Washington, D.C. The closing music tracks were provided by SoundtrackForEverything.com. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act Fair Use Exemption for criticism and commentary. The Sketch Nerds podcast is brought to you by the sketch comedy group Bad Medicine, DC's best sketch comedy about the worst of humanity. For showtimes, videos, and funny t-shirts, please visit badmedicinecomedy.com.